0: Over the last several months, many of us have shifted much of our living to the outdoors. And while being outside is nice, I think we sometimes take it for granted. Hi, my name is Jessica and I am a UCSC student majoring in Environmental Studies with a concentration in Global Environmental Justice. I currently live in Southern California, and due to the COVID 19 pandemic, a lot more of my time has been filled at Dixon Lake in Escondido, California. A small dam with surprisingly the world's biggest largemouth bass. And while I haven't been paying much attention to the bass in the water, I've been overwhelmed with the air quality. That's right, oxygen. In mid August, the state of California began its annual fire season. But what shocked me, along with millions of other civilians, is the extensions of these fires all along the West Coast. The air quality was so bad that hundreds and thousands of commoners on the West Coast, such as Oregon, Washington, and Northern California, were forced to evacuate their towns due to ash, ventilation, and of course, the possibility of their homes burning. For people in Southern California, We witnessed grey skies and terrible air quality for days, but in reality, it felt like months. Of course, as an environmentalist, I then thought about other countries such as Delhi, India and Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan, where the average AQI is between 260 and 275. And for those of you who don't know what AQI stands for, it's the air quality index. The higher the AQI number, the higher the level of pollution that's in the air, which causes greater health concerns around it. During these fires, the West Coast was seeing air quality index levels of 300 and above. On one day, Salem, the capital of Oregon, even saw an air quality index of 710. Due to COVID-19 regulations such as social distancing, I was able to interview a mutual friend through messages. Stuart Lawson studied geographic science and community planning with an emphasis on geospatial analysis at Northern Arizona University. He's worked in the geographic information systems field, GIS, for about a year and is moving on to the IT world. I asked Stewart about his opinions on the fires and if they were natural. Stewart followed with, Current climate conditions in California are far from perfect and will only get worse if sustainable measures are not put into place. Even though sustainability is a widely debated topic and has caused many arguments worldwide, it is important to study how increased global CO2 production puts a strain on the climate. This especially affects California, where drought, fires, heat waves, and food production issues have become areas of concern. All these problems are interwoven and have an effect on each other. Increased CO2 production can cause higher temperatures, which causes heat waves and lower humidity. This, in turn, may have an effect on the agricultural sector of the state due to lower yields, unhealthy soil, dead crops, and an increase in pest insects. But of course my thoughts were, but are these fires normal? Stewart responded with, the fires that happen in California are certainly natural, but the rapidly increasing rate and intensity at which we experience them is a direct effect of climate change. Average temperatures are rising every year, and drought is becoming more common. There is an increasing lower amount of water that is naturally available. These make a perfect scenario for fires to start. It doesn't help that the state doesn't implement enough prescribed burns to cut down on the amount of fuel that may burn in future fires. Prescribed burns are vital to reducing the impact of wildfires. This got me thinking, will we be climate refugees one day? Stewart also added, The future of California is quite bleak if preventative measures to help reduce the effects of climate change are not enacted. In general, rapidly increasing CO2 production is a problem. Most of the CO2 production in the world is produced by some of the largest corporations, so it is quite tough for individuals to make a large difference. It is important to encourage governments and policymakers to pass regulations to lower CO2 production. It is very important to study how climate change can practically have an effect on every sector of the world. In a recent article written by Alejandro Barunda, The Science of How Climate Change Impacts Fires in the West for the National Geographic, a study published in September showed that humans caused 97% of the ignitions that caused fires. So while we can try to blame climate change as the main factor, we can add humans to that list. The article states: Hot air, if not at 100% humidity, is like thirsty sponge. It soaks up water from whatever it touches, plants, living or dead, and soil, lakes, and rivers. The hotter and drier the air, the more it sucks up and the amount of water it can hold increases exponentially as the temperature rises small increases in the air's heat can mean big increases in the intensity with which it pulls out water all over the world we're seeing temperatures rise by 1.8 degrees but in california we're seeing closer to three degrees fahrenheit increase and it's likely to progress further in the future snow melted faster this year It got hotter earlier than usual, and it stayed hot, with some of the hottest summers ever recorded across the United States. In 2016, a study showed that 70% of the area burned in forest fires between 1970 and 2012 occurred in years where the winter snows disappeared early, leading to a 20% rise in the number of autumn days fit for burning. As I sit here and reflect on the beauty of Dixon Lake, I take a deep breath. I think about how hectic this year has been and how fortunate I am to be able to sit here in peace. How much life this small place holds. And how I only hope that the fresh air that's available will always be this pure. Since the Industrial Revolution, humans have been increasingly releasing carbon dioxide into the air and trapping gases into the Earth's atmosphere. This has caused an increase in the planet's overall temperatures. We are now seeing seasonal changes where we have snow melting faster than ever, or no snow at all. Glaciers are melting, species diversity is dying, billions of trees are being cut down a year, and California is on fire. While the communities bond over an issue that the federal government does little to assist, the issues continue to rise over the topic. What will our future look like? How much time do we have until it's too late for a plan?